Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast and welcome to a very special episode, an episode we have done every single year around this time and this is the fourth time that we're doing this. I love traditions, y'all. I love them. This is my annual birthday episode. I am turning 46 years old. And because this is a podcast about all of the amazing things that you can do at any age, I feel like it's important to commemorate these occasions when they happen to me. <laughs> so I am turning 46. And I want to share it's sort of my year in review, what I've learned in this past year, uh, things I've accomplished, setbacks, all of that we're going to be including in this episode. So to get started, I kind of want to look back. I want to look back at last year's episode. I was spending a little bit of time listening to last year's episode before doing this one today. And in last year's episode, I covered two really big things. I covered the Spartan World Championships. Um, and I covered my first ultra. So those happened in September 2019 and October 2019. And those were big, big deal races. Uh, the, the world championships were in Lake Tahoe. It was freezing cold. I had to deal with some really tough adverse conditions that I, you know, I'm a California girl, so I just wasn't used to it at all. Um, and so if you want to, if you want to hear my, my review and my sort of run through of that experience, definitely go back. I think it's episode 68 that you can go back and listen to, but go back and listen to my 45th birthday episode. If you want to hear that story. And then I talked about my first ever Spartan ultra, which was a 13 hour experience that I had in October of 2019. And again, if you want to hear that whole story, I'm not going to go deep into that because that was for last year's episode. But if you want to hear that story, go back to my 45th birthday episode, which I believe is episode 68. But that's not what this year is about. <laughs> so this year, very different from last year. Last year, I ran races like at least once a month, I was running either a Spartan race or a road race or a trail race. Um, when I recorded the episode, uh, I was closing in on 50 Spartan races total since I started in 2015. The funny thing is, uh, I can report now that I have done, I have completed 60. And my last race was February. <laughs> my last Spartan race was February. So I had a busy time between my birthday <laughs> and the end of 2019 and beginning of 2021. I ran a bunch of races in December, January, and February. So I managed to clock 10 more <laughs> in that short, short, short period of time. And then it all came to a screeching halt. So a quick, I can do my year in review of races really, really fast. Let's see. I ran a turkey trot. <laughs> I actually did really well in the LA turkey trot. I came in first in my age group in the turkey trot. So that was exciting. It was pouring rain. Um, I ran uh, four Spartan races in December. I managed to get a couple third place podiums in those races. So that was cool. Uh, I ran two Spartan races in January and uh, a Spartan race and a Spartan trail race in February. And I ran the LA Marathon in March. And thus concludes 
my race recap for 2020. I'm sure if you are someone who races, competes, you probably have a similar list of what you accomplished in 2020 because everything came to a screeching halt for you as well. So yeah, not a lot of races to report uh, for this year, but um, some notable things that happened. Uh, first of all, uh, my husband and I got our first double podium at the Spartan Trail 10K in San Jose. This was in February, so shortly before everything shut down. Uh, my husband and I both got second place in age group, the 40 to 49 age group. It was his first podium ever. So that was really, really cool. It was really special. Uh, it was a really great moment. And the funny thing was they did not have the medals there. Uh, we had to use loaner medals. And I only just now got my medal for that like three weeks ago. <laughs> so they finally sent them out. Um, but uh, it was a really, really, like I said, it was a special moment. And if I'm going to end my Spartan season early, at least I ended it that way. Uh, and then there was the LA Marathon, which looking back, it's sort of crazy that that even happened. It took place on, uh, I believe, March 7th, which was just days before everything shut down. Days. Uh, when we were getting ready for the LA Marathon in the weeks leading up, there was a lot of debate on whether or not it would even happen. And they decided to go forward with it. And looking back, who knows? Who knows whether that was a, a smart decision or not. But 20,000 people descended upon the city of LA, ran a marathon in uh, COVID times. And it happened. And I did it. Uh, I will say... Aside from the very, very beginning, when we were in those entry corrals in the very, very beginning, it felt pretty distanced. Like I was pretty distanced from other people. So I felt pretty safe. I also made a last minute call to go self-supported running the marathon. So I brought a hydration pack. I brought my own fuel, brought my own food. I didn't take anything from any of the tables. I didn't touch anything that anyone was handing out. And I feel good about that decision in hindsight. So it was a last minute decision. And it's sort of in line with the theme of this year, which is pivoting and making last minute changes. And that was one I made for that race. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. So you know, it was a good call on my part. So yeah, I ran my first marathon, I ran it in four hours, 40 minutes, which people tell me that was a really good time. I'm happy with it. It was very hard. It was really, really hard. It was definitely a mental challenge. Uh, I, you know, I always say that every race is as hard as your first race. So last year when I was talking about the ultra, I was talking about how I was just as sore from running a 13 hour ultra as I was when I ran my very first 5k. And I think it, you know, I'd say this was similar. Uh, the only difference was during the race, I was definitely feeling the pain probably more so than I felt when I'm running my first 5k. So uh, I definitely was feeling the pain and you just have to, you know, suck it up and keep pushing and mind over matter and all of that. And that's how I got through that marathon. So that was my last real race of the year. And it will likely remain my last real race of the year. And, you know, that leads me into talking about this year. And this very, very unusual, unconventional year. And this episode, I'm going to talk about some things that are different than what I've talked about in 
previous birthday episodes and that, you know, I spend a lot of time in these episodes talking about my athletic adventures and my athletic achievements and the things that, you know, trying to prove that we can do anything at any age. And, you know, now, now we've been presented with this new challenge. It's a very different kind of challenge for those of us who love physical challenges because it's a mental challenge. It's an emotional challenge. It's very, very different. So I'm going to share some of my lessons that I learned this year. But before I get to that, I just want to recap the lessons that I shared from last year and see how they hold up. <laughs> I thought that would be kind of fun. So here are the lessons that I share, my top three lessons from last year. Number one, sometimes the less pressure you put on yourself, the better you do. And I think that really does apply this year. And maybe, you know, part of it applies to, to fitness because I think there's a lot of pressure to figure out what we're training for this year. And when you think about the way you might have been focusing on your fitness in previous years and on the ways that I did, which was I trained from race to race. Um, and you have to change that way of thinking this year. I had to change that way of thinking this year. But I found that, you know, when I took pressure off myself and just enjoyed the process of exercising and how that made me feel, um, how that helped me with my mental health this year, um, that felt good. So sometimes the less pressure you put on yourself, the better you do. So hopefully that translates to, to you in some ways or resonates in regards to this year. If you wake up with the knowledge that you're going to do something, you're more likely to do it. I use that in reference to the ultra race or doing back-to-back -back races where if I sign up for the race and I pay the money and I wake up knowing, hey, I'm going to do this thing even though my body hurts, I'm going to do it. But if I don't sign up and I don't pay the money, I can back out of that decision. And I've done that both ways. If I don't sign up for the race, if I don't pay the money and I'm like, well, I'll decide tomorrow morning if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it. But if I do sign up and I do pay the money and I wake up that day going, well, that I this is my plan, then I do it. Well, you know what? That applies to this year too. And I think specifically for a lot of people, it applies to just getting up and exercising every day. And I find with this year being what it is, where everything's nebulous and uh, everything's a little chaotic, the more that you can wake up knowing that exercise is a part of your day, the more likely you're going to do it. But if you are winging it, you're less likely to do it. Um, so it sort of applies on a more micro scale and a more day-to-day -day scale this year than maybe it has applied in the past for me and perhaps for you. And then uh, the last one is play the long game. That was a big one for me last year. It was a big, big thing. I had a bracelet made that said long game. I need to put that thing back on. Uh, but yeah, everything is a long game this year in every aspect, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your work, whether it's your family, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's this pandemic, we are all playing a long game and we have to go day to day to get through it, to come out the other side to make decisions that are going to be healthy and good for us and to come to terms with decisions that may not be so and accept and not beat yourselves up. So those were last year's lessons. Let's talk about what I have come up with for this very unusual year. Number one, your path is rarely a straight line, but it is always your path. And here's how I'm going to elaborate on that. I'm going to talk about my my business. <laughs> uh, so I, if you know me, you know that my husband and I opened a small fitness studio two years ago in 2018 called Rise Up Training. It's based in Santa Monica, California. 
And it's an obstacle race training, fitness, gym, and studio. Um, a really special place. A really special place. I'd like to say our, our gym members are some of the smartest people I've ever met. We are a gym for smart people. <laughs> we are a gym for geniuses. Uh, we are a gym for quirky people. We are a gym for people who don't like traditional gyms. And we created a really amazing community there. I'm so, so proud of the community we created at Rise Up Training. And we've been closed since March. And that's just a fact of life. We had to shut our doors in March. We're in California and indoor gyms haven't been able to be open since March. Um, and that's just the way it is. I've been teaching Zoom classes. I've been teaching outdoor classes, but the gym, the space that we have been using, we haven't been able to use. And our lease is the year to year. And my husband and I made a tough decision to not renew our lease at the end of the year. We're closing the gym. And you know, that's tough. It's tough to create something that's a labor of love that you believe in, uh, that's special, that's important, and then to have to walk away from it. But your path is rarely a straight line. And it's always your path. So here's how my path is gone. <laughs> so the gym is closing. It's led me to focus on building an online business. It's allowed me to focus on leaning in to helping women over 40 pursue their athletic potential, which is something I've been passionate about. I mean, I started this podcast in 2017, long before I had the idea of making this a business and actually helping people. But it's, it's something I always wanted to do. But because the gym is so time consuming and it's, you know, it's a labor of love, but anyone who runs a brick and mortar business knows that's a time consuming thing. It is all encompassing and walking away from it is allowing me to put more energy into helping women over 40 specifically discover the life-changing benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age. And I can help people outside of this local community. So I've really been able to go all in on creating uh, my online membership called Age Up for women over 40 who want to age like athletes, uh, creating opportunities for people to get their fitness routine back on track, which is my Dare to Be Ageless 21 Day Challenge, and figuring out ways to help people reconnect with their goals again, reconnect with athletic and performance-based goals, even if races aren't happening, which is something I've been putting together with something I'm calling 60-day 5K or 10K, which will help people just be able to run a 5K or 10K, even if there isn't a race. We make it a race. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we make our own race. So it's allowed me to sort of flourish in my own creativity in my business. And a really interesting thing that's happened is that my husband was able to get a job with a fitness certification company. And he, you know, his background's in advertising. But because we have this gym in our story, that was really appealing to this company that hired him. Um, so he got a job that he never would have probably been offered if we didn't have this gym as part of our path, as part of our story. And so the gym played the role it needed to play in the time it needed to play that role. And it's leading us to different places that are a part of our path and have always been. So your path is rarely a straight line. You know, this year when it comes to races, we all, you know, well, not we all, but like many of us, that was our plan. That was our path. It's not a straight line this year. It's sending us in a different place. It's, it's, it's leading us to maybe think about different ways to train or different types of goals. Um, so I want you to think about this in regards to your own path. And how maybe it didn't look like a straight line this year. But what is it presenting for you? What is it opening up for you? Because that's that's your path. It's always been your path, you know? 
So that's, that's lesson number one. And that's a really, really big one for me. Lesson number two, when fitness becomes a way of life, there's nothing that will get in the way of it. <laughs> so this has been a lesson that I really get this year because uh, there's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of uncertainty. Every day is different. The rules are different. Life is different. And and so there's routine has just kind of been thrown out this year. But I'll tell you one thing that has stuck for me, and that is daily exercise. That is that has not been an issue for me this year. I my goals have been super nebulous. Like I don't know what I'm training for half the time, but I get up every single morning and I exercise daily. I move daily. Some some more intense than others, but that's just a non-negotiable for me. I I need that daily movement and it's because I have spent so long focusing on these performance goals that have required training. And it starts with those goals. It starts with having something you're excited to train for so that when you get up each day, you want to move. You want to exercise. You want to feel good because it's in service to that goal. But what happens when the goal goes away? You know, that's where people get tripped up is when those goals go away. But if you spend enough time really working towards those goals that excite you, eventually you don't always need them to get up and move. It helps. I still love training for races. Those are always going to be a primary driver for me. But if I don't have them, I'm still going to get up and move every day. I'm still going to get up and exercise because I love how it makes me feel. And I have tried to find as many goals that work for me. Like this month, I'm doing uh, the awesome 80s run 80 mile challenge because I, I love the 80s. <laughs> and I've always been a supporter of the awesome 80s run. And I like supporting races during this time, race companies so that they stay in business when they're able to come back. But they're doing an 80 mile challenge where I'm running 80 miles in the month of November. So that's a goal I have, but it's not the only thing I'm training for. or It's not the only way I'm working out. I'm not just running. Um, but I have these goals, but at the same time, like, regardless, I'd get up and move every single day. And for many, that's a hard habit to get going. And it helps to have these goals and to spend time working towards goals and having that, uh, the celebratory moment of achieving the goal, because that's fun getting that medal, crossing that finish line, maybe getting up on that podium. It's super, super rewarding. It feels great. It feels great to be able to do things that you never imagined you'd be able to do at any age, but especially at the age I'm at now and as I continue to age. But you know what? When all of that goes away, I know that I will get up and move each day. That's something I want you to think about because if you don't have that right now, you need those goals. Those goals are going to be helpful for you and finding something that's exciting for you, but yet achievable, tangible, something you can achieve in the next few months. What can that look like for you? so that you can start putting that habit in place. And when things get tough, when things get challenging, at least you still have that. That's that bedrock. That's my bedrock every day that I wake up and I know I'm going to get up and exercise. And that's the one thing I can rely on every single day. So when fitness becomes a way of life, there's nothing that'll get in the way of it. What can you do to make fitness a way of life for you? Especially now, okay? That leads to my third lesson learned from this unusual year. And that is prepare and pivot, prepare and pivot, prepare and pivot, prepare and pivot. Those things go hand in hand. Pivot has been the word of the year. We've heard it over and over and over again. And pivot is important. I've done a ton of it this year. But the more you can prepare, the easier it is to pivot. <laughs> so again, like planning my workouts. When I get up every day, I know what my workout's going to be. I have a coach 
who prepares them for me because as a coach, I do not like to prepare my own. I do that for other people all the time. I don't like to do it for myself. So I have a coach do it for me. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. But I wake up and I know, hey, this is what my workout's going to be. This is when it's scheduled. I write them down in my day planner. Highly recommend as well. But if things don't go as planned, you know what? No big deal. I'll get to it later, get to it tomorrow, or I'll do tomorrow's workout, which is also planned. (laughs) And I'll skip today's and that's fine. And I'll do tomorrow's workout because that's there. Uh, But the problem comes when you say, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll just, I'll just figure it out later. I'll work out. I'll figure it out later. If it's not already in your head or not already written down on paper, chances are you're not going to figure it out later. But if it's written down, if it's on paper, if you know what the plan is, it's easier to move that plan or say, okay, today things are crazy, not happening, but I got that plan for tomorrow. Okay. So you can get back on. It's like getting back on that horse. So this can be applicable in a lot of different ways. It can, you know, obviously your training, your fitness, your life, your work, uh, your general fitness, all of that stuff. This is why I'm a big, big fan of a written day planner. And I'm a big, big fan of using pencil. I do that. I, I write out my week in a written planner, eight and a half by 11. So it's easy for my not so good eyes to see. And I write it in pencil in case I need to change it. So I think, you know, that's a metaphor you can use for your life. Write it down, but write it in pencil. Because if this year has taught us anything, it's that things can change. And the more you can go with the flow and roll with the changes and know that your path is rarely a straight line. Hey, call back. Your path is rarely a straight line. <laughs> but it is your path, the more you'll be able to continue to ride that wave. I think I've put like 47 metaphors in that one statement just then, but hopefully that makes sense to you. All right. So those are my three big lessons learned from this unusual year. It's a very unusual year. This is definitely a different birthday episode than every other birthday episode I've ever done. I'm not bragging on my fitness for 30 minutes. (laughs) You know, I'm just living my life here and doing my best to stay positive, you know, use my relentless positivity to drive me forward to another year. So, you know, I would love to know what lessons you've learned this year or if any of these lessons that I've shared connect with you and how. So, you know, feel free for those watching the Facebook live or the Instagram live, because I am doing this live, uh, feel free to comment and I'll check on that later or you can send me an email, seasonedathlete at gmail.com. And uh, I love to hear feedback from you and and know, you know, find out what your thoughts are on these lessons, how they've applied to your life or what lessons you have learned in this highly, highly unusual year. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. This, uh, this is a, also an unusual birthday episode because it's not my birthday. <laughs> for the first time. Um, I want to give credit to my producer, Sasha Huff. I hired a producer this year. That was a big pivot I made to ensure that I can continue bringing season athlete episodes to you in this really crazy, unusual year. I took a break in May because I had to figure things out and I realized that I couldn't do it on my own anymore, but I really, really wanted to continue bringing these episodes to you. So I hired a producer and as such, I need to get my episodes to her a little earlier than I used to. I used to wing it a lot more, but now it's prepared pivot. So uh, this is a few days before my birthday, but I still wanted to do my annual birthday episode. So thank you for sharing this time with me. Hope you found it to be valuable. And here's to another year of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Listen, working from home can be hard and working out from home can be even harder. 
figuring out when you can fit a workout in, what workout you should do, how often to work out, it can all be so stressful. And that's if you even have the motivation to exercise in the first place. That's why I put together the five must-do things to rock your at-home fitness and get the results you want, which you can download for free at robinleggett.com guide. This guide will walk you through some simple action steps you can take to amp up your motivation and easily fit home-based workouts into your daily life. In turn, you will boost your energy, feel better than you have in a long time, and get back to crushing your goals. You can download the five must-do things to rock your at-home fitness and get the results you want for free at robinleggett.com guide.